0: This is the Screaming Pods Network on
1: ScreamingPods.com. Welcome.
0: We must search for what is truth. You
1: doubt me. Seek proof. What
2: is truth? And what is God? The first duty is to the truth, whether it's scientific truth or historical truth or personal truth. Then here is
0: don't really want an answer to that question. The dream of God. The dream is the vision of community and change happening. I'll tell you what, you are the temple of God. So in order for us to be able, we can live that dream because the dream is within us. I love speaking here because you guys. Are, oh yes, holy Jesus! <laughs> um, but uh, um, and so often we don't want to change in the church. We don't want to look at things differently, but we can if we're practicing things like justice and being gentle. God blesses those who are persecuted because they live for God. Just recently, I had a pastor tell me that he felt that God was against me. And that Jesus was against me, we forgot the Holy Spirit, so that's cool, I'm good with him. And that my whole ministry was going to disintegrate and dissolve and be destroyed. Well, and, and the reason is, is because I, I, I came out in the church recently and said, you know what, I don't, I'm pro-gay marriage. I don't believe that that's a sin. Yet <laughs> I got dane quiet. Everybody's like, I ain't seen no now. I guess we're not ready for this yet, are we? It, it, it's hard for me when people who've been through such persecution and, and been judged against, all of a sudden, they don't want freedom for anybody else. We got to start living it, folks. That's why it's a narrow road. That's why it gets quiet in a church where everybody was hooting and hollering five minutes ago. So maybe you'll get mad and go home and yell, but maybe eventually you'll get over it and you'll realize that you might not agree with me, but at least you can learn to love me. Martin Luther King said, It is not the words of your enemies that you will remember, but the silence of your friends. That's why I could no longer be silent. Because I love my friends.
1: This moment in Jay Baker's ministry had a profound effect on my life. Pastor Jay Baker of Revolution Church. Standing in front of this stunned congregation, knowing that this moment will have a major effect on the future of his ministry. This impacted me in such a way that I still get emotional when thinking about it. Growing up in a fundamentally Christian home, I was taught that being gay was an abomination. I remember a moment when I was told I shouldn't go to Chuck E. Cheese because some of the cooks looked gay. I literally believed If I ate that pizza, I could get a disease. Even as I moved more to the progressive spectrum of Christianity, homosexuality was something of a taboo thing to talk about. People would get uncomfortable around the subject, and the churches I attended basically ignored the subject. motivated by jay's sermons and new perspectives i eventually took a stand championing gay marriage this cost me relationships this caused a lot of late night facebook messenger sessions with concerned christian friends from my past who just couldn't understand why i was so accepting of the lgbtq community christianity be damned i was an ally
2: There's nothing worse than a whole bunch of teenage girls, except for a whole bunch of teenage girls for Christ. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and this is how I found out. She had a T-shirt on that said, Satan is a nerd. That is the new Christian youth movement. Satan's a nerd. Nerds are fucking stupid, okay? Satan's a nerd. Nerds are stupid. Satan's stupid. Like, it's that's, that's clear. And in my brain, I was like, haven't you seen Romy and Michelle's high school reunion? Like, the nerds come back and run? Shit! Somebody tell this girl about Microsoft or something. Like, it's not cool, right? But then I thought, I was like, well, all right. I'll go with your logic. If Satan's a nerd, then what is Jesus? Like, high school quarterback? You know? Like, the cool guy, J.C.? Which would make sense, because really, if you think about it, what did Jesus have? Three good years. That's it. And we keep hearing about it over and over and over again. Like, no, Jesus, I know your legacy. I know, I know, no, no. Yeah, no, two was a really good year for you, Jesus. You're awesome.
1: comedian Kristen becker's life was changed by jay baker's message as well she was inspired to start up loosen the bible belt in 2015 what would happen if a lesbian comedian and a punk rock pastor hit the road along the bible belt to promote tolerance and equality all
2: right let's see what happens okay so uh if i have to pitch the show elevator
1: pitch let's do this variety hour Magic, music,
0: religion, lesbians, comedy, all together. (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed Loosen the Bible Belt um, comedy show. It was amazing. You're not gonna get more diverse entertainment from one end to the other. Totally worth it. If you've not attended the show, It's highly recommended that you attend this show because it's hilarious. You're gonna laugh, you're gonna cry, you're gonna look around and realize everybody is just all in the same boat. We're all just people trying to make it. And Kristen Becker is one of the most amazing comedians I have ever had the pleasure of meeting and I thoroughly enjoyed her show. Once again, I would highly recommend it and I cannot wait until Loosen the Bible Belt returns to the Shreveport, Louisiana area. I thought it was really, really
2: great, Um, very much enjoyed it, super unique, not something we get in Montgomery very often. Um, As a Christian and an ally, I was super supportive, it's really,
1: really fun to come to, and everyone was fantastic.
2: Hey, humans come in all forms, and uh, we all like different things, and if we can't figure out how to learn to get along, we're going to kill each other soon.
0: Faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. Now, this is what I want you to notice with all the crazy Christians saying, I'm being persecuted because you guys are going to make me marry you, which is bullshit. And, oh, I'm going to have to do this or that, and, you know, I'm going to have to serve gay cakes. You know what? I'm sure when segregation, like desegregation happened, they were probably cake companies that close down. That's just the reality. If you want to discriminate, close the cake shop, open a church. But the three things that remain are faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these are love. The whole point is Paul the Apostle, the guy who was a Pharisee and a religious teacher, says, and the closest writer to the life of Jesus, says, love is more important than your faith and your hope. So all these people standing up for their faith and needing their faith to be protected have forgotten the most important part, the one that's even more important than their own faith. Because you know what? I doubt a lot. I call myself a Christian agnostic. But the one thing I'm able to hold on to some of the time is love.
1: Well, today on The Armchair Philosopher, we are talking to... Kristen Becker and Jay Baker about Loosen the Bible Belt. I'm very excited to have both of you on. Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Great to be here.
1: So, Loosen the Bible Belt, this is your 3rd year, right?
2: Yes, we just did uh, we just did the the 3rd tour. And so, I guess technically this is going into year 4. Yeah. We up until this point has been operating as sort of a once a year sort of thing. And now that we kind of know, you know, that the concept works and now, honestly, it's more in need than it was three years ago. We were a little bit ahead of our time, I think. And so we're at a point now where we're kind of ready to go. And I'm looking for running it every couple months for like a weekend here or there in lieu of this being like, oh, we do one tour in eight cities. I'm starting to work on kind of state to state and uh, try to pick a couple of cities in each state. And then uh, we go down and do those four cities. And within that, we can maybe help organize people within that state who want to maybe parlay this tour into some real, I don't know, change in their areas, right? Like we can get this movement of moderates together, which is kind of what I've been calling it.
1: Nice. Now, Jay, I have been following you for quite some time. I bought your first book back in the day. Son of a preacher man. I was touring with bands, and I read it in one day as we were crossing state lines. Some we were traveling somewhere in the bus, and I read it in in one day. And and from then on, it really had like a profound effect on how I viewed God and Christianity and and all this stuff. And then eventually, when that documentary One Punk Under God came out, and you it showed the video of you. Talking to that congregation about being gay affirming and, and all that stuff and just the congregation's reaction like had a deep emotional impact on me. And from then on, that helped me with my own hangups and my perspective as a, a Christian at the time. That's a lot more complicated now. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to personally just thank you for standing on that platform through all of this. You had like second doubts, you know, self-doubt about it all. But, man, it changed my life. So I wanted to personally thank you for that.
0: Oh well, thank you for saying that. That really means a lot. It's been uh, quite a wild ride since then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, Kristen, you saw that as well. So, is was that the sparks of getting this together? Like,
2: yeah, no, that was exactly it. I was watching. It was February. I live in Provincetown, Massachusetts, so there's not a lot here in the off season. And I was at the library, and it was a uh, uh, one of the DVDs. And I was like, oh, I should check this out. I like these things uh and i've always been i mean i was raised catholic so i've been around religion my whole life and i'm i've always been sort of interested in it even though i'm not a particular i don't really participate all that often um and it was it was that scene in uh in one punk under god that made me go hey this guy's got some fortitude and he is not afraid to speak the truth and that is rare these days Mm -hmm. and i have to do like i am I speak too much truth sometimes and then need to tone <laughs> it down a bit. So um, for me, I saw somebody who was going to stand up for what was right. And this tour, you know, at the concept was at its conception was really like, I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know what our audience is going to be. And he seemed like a guy who was, um, I, I'll tell you, my, the first tweet I sent to him was, I like the cut of your jib. And that's exactly right. <laughs> and it's what I meant. And um, that's how it started very nice A tweet.
0: <laughs> yeah and the rest is history
2: yeah you know when we met in we met in an airport in Dallas for the first time and it was four strangers agreeing to get in a car for three like there I, I feel like that in and of itself should be a testament to like yeah you can just make a cake for somebody mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd never done anything like it it was pretty cool just to you know just kind of show up and say alright we're going to do something
2: and figure it out as we go. And I think we're, we're getting closer to finding, you know, what our roles are and what people kind of need from us. And also a better way for us to, again, motivate those people who um, will stand up for love and not hatred. Because the hate people, they'll get up and make posters every Saturday morning, no doubt, you know. <laughs> it's the same, like, the same moderates who are like, why am I getting up at 8 a.m. to go protest? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we have to kind of get those people engaged right now.
1: So Jay, when Christian approached you, was it just a no brainer to kind of just give it a shot? Or what were your what were your initial reactions?
0: (laughs) I at first thought it was just going to be something that passed, like somebody was just wanted me to do something and they would not want me to do it after a while. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, this sounds interesting. But she kept persisting. And um, I realized she was serious. And so yeah then it became a no-brainer after that I was like wow you know going on tour with the comedian and other folks seems like an adventure you know <laughs> just, you know I'd never done anything you know I'd never gone on the road like that you yeah. know where we has got in a van and we just rented a, a van and just went I we were on we were gone quite a while I can't remember how long exactly but
2: Oh, it was three weeks. The problem, the first, I mean, the first year you're trying to sell a concept that no one's buying because the gay. you know, I I was, my goal was to not do any venues that would make anyone feel uncomfortable. So that removes churches and gay bars for most of the time, right? Like any market that I was in, I wanted there to be uh, a, a common space. So you wouldn't feel weird going to a church or, you know, a gay bar. And so, um, it was tricky to kind of sell. They're like, well, what is it? And a lot of people thought Jay was a comedian, <laughs> uh, which he's gotten funnier as we've been hanging out. But like, so it was just kind of, and then people were going, well, what do you mean he's going to preach? Like from the Bible? And I'm like, yes, but not the hate kind, the love kind. And so like, it took a little while for me to convince people that this could be a thing worth seeing. And now they're starting to catch on. We really noticed the last tour, um, at least I did, people kind of recognizing what it is we're trying to do and that it's um, there's as much animosity from the LGBT community with good reason towards Christians as there is the other way around. And so, you know, I kind of go in and say, Hey, all gay people like this is a cool Christian guy. He's cool. <laughs> and then Jay like goes in and says, Hey, all you Christian people, this is my cool lesbian friend. Look at us all <laughs> get <it> along.
1: <laughs> being in a van, I, I know from experience, kind of being. You know, shoved into a tour and being on the road with strangers in a van. I remember I was on tour with uh, PAX two seventeen in one, one ah. band, and I, I think I ended up spooning with the you know the bassist at some point. <laughs> you know, like you get to really know people. And is that the case with with this? I mean, with you guys, when you started this up. I mean, not saying that you both spooned or anything. We I need mean, you know.
2: our own opener to spoon. That's why there's four of us. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's quality ins, right? Like, here's the thing. You gotta, when you look at Jay's background and where Jay came from, and, like, he was telling a story one day, and, the, like, we just just getting, he's, like, just telling a story, and there's nothing wrong with just telling a story until you realize that your life, when you tell a story, is, like, oh, I was in Hawaii one time with my butler when I was nine. And I'm, like, yeah, Jay, tell me more about the story. And he's, like, and I fired the butler, and he was fired for real. Like, he was really fired. And I was, like, that's crazy. Just so you know, we're going to be sleeping in quality ins. You know what I mean? (laughs) You just have to go with it. And Jay's great. Like, honestly, like, this could have been, it could have been way, it could have been awful. And he is very grounded. And he's very, like, to have come where he came from and to, like, be in my smelly Dodge caravan, whatever I rented. And, you know, we left the one hotel that had the bloodstained mattress. And I think that was a fair compromise.
0: Yeah, that was a good compromise. (laughs) Basically blown their head off in a... Oh, wow. On a Yeah. So, yeah,
2: it was real bad. It was, it was one of those where, like, we were broke and we weren't making any money, but it just, you had to leave it. Like, you could not <laughs> stay there and continue to feel good about yourself. Right. Right.
1: So, from the start until now, like, what have been kind of some major things that you've learned just from the, the year you started to now? Like-
0: well, for me, I, I, I just realized you never know what you're going to get when you show up. I mean, it really is kind of uh, a mixed bag. And you don't know if you're going to get heckled or not, or cheered on, or if anybody's going to be there. But you know, I've learned just not to have any high expectations, and usually by doing that, you're pretty pleased and pretty surprised by the people who do show up and the conversations you do have. So, just learning to just kind of go with the flow um, is is one of the things that I le- I've learned, and also just watching Kristen and and, and even the other comedians. Watching them, how they do their craft has really helped me with my own because I usually rely a lot on notes in the Bible and, you know, comedians, no notes. So, you know, that's been a a big help too.
1: What was the original like reaction? Like when you, your first couple shows when you are in this venue and you come up there with, with the Bible, was there kind of unsureness or did, did the other comedians help kind of ease
0: that? Well, I kind of felt like they thought I was going to do a bit, like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this guy is a prop comedian, you know. <laughs> and it wasn't a bit, you know. So
2: <laughs> the first year they weren't sure what to expect and it was a and for like my part I host the show, right? So as mm-hmm. the MC, it's my job to handle those transitions. And you know, it's a big stretch when you go from, you know, my fisting jokes to Jesus Christ. <laughs> like it's a stretch. Yeah. And so I think as we've done this, I've gotten a little bit better at knowing how to ride that and, and pepper things in. And also, honestly, um, I've learned that I can trust my audiences more than I have been like they get it. And, and they understand that like there is a push, um, of hatred behind Christianity and that there are people hijacking a message and making it, uh, cruel and hate filled. And so, you know, I think that the one thing that I've learned since we started is that I thought this was going to be just for gay people. Like I thought my queer friends who were raised in the South, who were Christian, were going to have a guy tell them that they were great and that he loved them and they were going to feel better. And I thought, good job. You can now not have guilt about having all your rights in Massachusetts. Like that was really what I thought. And then after we did it, there was so many people who were not LGBTQ who showed up and talked about their own oppressive experience with religion. And then I realized that this is a bigger, a bigger message than just queers. Like, is our focus queers? Yes, absolutely. But I think it's morphing into, Hey, people are hijacking your religion and we're literally, and this is the deep South, right? You're literally sending your sons and daughters to the middle East to fight extremists who are hijacking their religion. And here you are, like it's happening in your own country and you're not paying attention and it's causing hatred and it's causing people to feel like they need to have guns on them at all times. And so for me, the message is just getting bigger. It's getting more of a, the flag that we're raising is kind of for, again, the uh, moderates and you can live your life and I can live my life. And it was one couple in Montgomery, Alabama that were Baptist fundamentalists. You remember those guys, Jay, they bought your book and we talked to them for a while yep. and they said, I asked if I can interview them on camera, and they said no, because their family didn't know they were now atheists, and they were in their own religion closet, so they were still pretending to be Baptist fundamentalists. Yeah. And so I think that's really what I've learned, that this is so – the the oppression isn't specific to queers. It's right. You know, I mean, it's definitely – a bigger deal but it's 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 kind of all around it's something worth looking at
1: well definitely i mean that's something that i've i've seen through my own journey and i've talked about it quite a bit on on the podcast here and this whole reason i started this this podcast was my break from evangelicalism or fundamentalism and i've always been i've always pushed against that but even when i was starting this podcast like i couldn't even go to my own family and be like oh yeah this is uh i'm questioning believing in god i'm questioning in christianity so that's what this podcast is about you know
2: right yeah 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 you're, you're like, our target audience
1: <laughs> i've always been very much like if if your religion if, if the religion or whatever you believe if it's if it's harmful like that we can we can not have that. Like, that's not good. That's not healthy. But, um, there's plenty of non-toxic beliefs out there. If we can embrace those and embrace the love, like that's what I've always had a platform on. Um, I mean, Jade. I mean, that's been your, your platform has been, been grace. I mean, ever since that I can, I can remember. And, um, you know, I mean, for a while, for a while, I went through my angry atheist phase. Right. (laughs) I would, bring up one of your shows be like, are you just talking about Paul Tillich again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, but, but the one thing that has always brought me back around as I was and, and has always kept me thinking about God was the, the message of grace. And that's the thing that I can, I can never shake from, from the gospels, from the new Testament, from what Jesus spoke. Um, and and I'm sure this is a platform you're going to continue on. I mean, going through these faith journeys, it's a it's a roller coaster ride. And there's there's days that I was ready to just throw away Christianity and 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 faith and everything. And then there's days I embraced it. Like, did that tour help solidify anything?
0: Yeah, I mean, the tour has helped me hold on to my faith in a lot of ways because um, I have a lot of doubt and a lot of questions as well. Um, but going out and and kind of saying, you know, are we victims of of a lie or are we victims of just shit theology and um, really going out and defending a faith that, you know, I struggle with sometimes as well is helped kind of strengthen that, that identity of grace and hope and realizing I don't have to agree with the whole book. You know, I, I'm not, I don't have to be a, you know, a literalist and, and that helps a lot Um, just to go out and say, yeah, there's things in here that I don't agree with either, but I think we can be better at what we're doing. And I think we can, it's okay for us to disagree with it. We don't have to throw out the whole thing. And so it's definitely, um, strengthened me a a lot there. You know, I mean, maybe I seem a little bit more left than I used to, but, um, it's just learning to live life on life's terms, you know?
1: Now, Kristen, I know you had a Catholic background, so has hanging out with Jay on these tours helped your own journey in any way?
2: Um, I mean, Sure. I'm oh, no. not. <laughs> no, I, mean, I didn't. it's not something that I feel you know, like, you know, my struggles in identity were always sexuality based as a youngster. And like, I have always said, you know, I, I believe that um, Catholicism was really good for me. Like having Jesus as a teacher was fantastic until I reached about 14 and then it really, didn't really flow with me and I did all the things you were supposed to do and I got confirmed and, and the way I feel about it and I have a lot of friends who are very religious and I see religion as a tool in someone's toolbox and it's not for everybody and just like the gym isn't for everybody and I know people might get mad about that but <laughs> I feel like in this world that we live in where we're all trying to put our shit on everybody else you just have to look at it and go I have friends who are really into religion. I have friends who just want to go to church once a week because that's their hour of peace and religion can be whatever people needed to be for them, and it's none of my business. Like, that's just how I feel about it, and it's, you know, I'm, I, I step back, and I look at all of the religions, basically, like, I honestly, frankly, I don't think I've ever told Jay this, but, like, when I look at religions, I look, I go back in my head, like, thousands of years, I don't know when they started, and I envision, like, five or six guys sitting around with a story to tell and then like they each wrote the best version of the same story and tried to sell it to people <laughs> i think that's just like that's how i feel I'm like oh you believe in that version of the same story someone died came back like, okay got it got it. you know like so i don't know i see it as as a, a really helpful tool and i've haven't really struggled with it it's been clear to me that there's bigger things than i am and i'm not smart enough to name what those things are and i try to Do good and pay attention to the signs and do the right thing, right? Like that's all. So I have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my (laughs) (laughs)
1: person. That's gonna be my next question. Damn it.
2: (laughs) But I don't think Jay's giving up
0: on me. Yeah, we're doing okay. Yeah, we're doing fine. Oh man. We're coming
2: along nicely. And Jay is actually coming along in a way that I'm excited to see, honestly. Like as a producer of the tour, I'm excited to see. The last show you had in New Orleans was great. And this idea of like knowing you know your stuff, whether or not you have a Bible in your hand, whether or not you're propping and like Mm. being whatever the thought leader that Jay Baker is, whether you call him a pastor or whether you call him the son of a preacher or whatever you call him. Like I'm excited to see where Jay is coming because he's finding his stride in this new skin, you know, Mm -hmm. and that takes a minute, but it's, I think, I think Jay's going to do some really great stuff, honestly, coming up.
1: You're almost workshopping your sermons in a sense, even more with this tour. Like, is that something you've kind of looked at this, uh, opportunity as doing as sharpening
0: that or, or we're just, just going along for it. Definitely for the road, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and maybe even somewhat for my church. Um, it just, it's so different. You know, I, I, I try to stick with the same thing. Uh, night to night on the, on the road, and I, I'm not used to doing that. Even when I sp- speak out at other churches, I, I usually don't do the same thing. Um, but it's trying to fine-tune it and get a, a message that really is, is uh, clear, precise, and reaches people. So that's new for me, believe it or not. Um, so, yeah, that, that's been great. You know, just getting comfortable in my own skin in a in places where it's like I have a church in a bar at a bowling alley, but still being in different bars, you know, every night, not knowing what to expect. It just it really does prepare you in a way that you're not, you know, that I don't think seminary does or or. Uh, regular just preaching does it's it definitely it's so it's so unique and i it's one of the things i'm really excited about now i'm just excited about going back out and and learning new things and trying new things and um you know that it, yeah I, I i'm i'm really excited about loosening the bible belt it, it's become uh a highlight of my year you know
2: i i think that just From my perspective too, like what I'm seeing from us and what we've learned over the last couple of years, it's also part of why I want to continue to do it as opposed to once, once a year where we go out for a couple of weeks, uh, mixing it up because, you know, Jay's got kids and like, I get on stage a lot and Jay does his Sundays, but, um, when we can really like, when we can set up months, you know, of us going out and like digging deeper into our own messages, if that makes any sense, right? Like every year we kind of start over. Because we did it for that year and then, okay, that tour is over. And then we kind of pick back up kind of where we kind of started the last one. And I'm really excited to see what happens when Jay and I both, you know, in the material that I'm writing for jokes and whatnot and the things that he's saying as a speaker or a pastor, um, like just, you know, it takes a couple shows for us to get back into our comfort of it, right? Like, okay, like, oh, we haven't done this in a couple in in, you know, a year. So we need to like, and so by the time we're at the end, we're like, shit, we just got to where it should be. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know,
2: And then it's over. So I'm excited to see that's part of why I want to switch the way we're doing it too. like not only to bring people from the same states together to organize whatever, but also to just let us creatively go deeper and like dig more out of ourselves for what we're trying to do.
1: Has there been a moment during these these tours that have stuck out as kind of being a, a very powerful uh, moment that helped that helped you kind of solidify like, yeah, what we're doing is good. And what we're doing is important. Has there been any, any moments that come to mind?
2: Almost every show.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Almost every
1: show.
2: I didn't realize how many people were really hurting. Hmm. Right? Like, I, I know what it is, and I know the clickbait headlines, and I know the reality of, like, what, you know, reading the newspapers or whatever, but when someone comes up to you and they just, I mean, there was, people drove two, three hours to the show. One guy flew to Pensacola from Virginia. Wow. <laughs> like just because it was the closest we were coming to him. Because you have these people, you know, and most of those were were gay folks, but like, you know, people who are trans or who just are trying to come to terms with who they know they are organically and what they've been taught about that, right? Yeah. So yeah, every day. Wow. You know,
0: conservative <laughs> friends come out and, and people who, you know, were more conservative and some leave in the middle of the show and some stay and, and really have really in-depth conversations, luckily, with those who stay. So it's like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's like, and then people who have nothing to do with Christianity at all. You know, you just get these powerful moments where everybody just kind of strips down to who they are and, and, and to the basics of being human. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the idea is, you know, once we loosen the Bible belt a bit, we're all human.
1: I was reading an interview and— Kristen, you said you save your dirty stuff for the last part of the show.
2: (laughs) So, I mean, everybody, obviously Jay's more famous than I am, right? So like Jay, Jay closes out uh, with a, a chunk of stuff and I'm, you know, I'm on stage throughout the whole thing so I can kind of set the tone and we have a, we have an opening comic for jokes and we go into music and then we go into Jay and I kind of go in between and my super gay dirty stuff. I say for the very end of the show, so that way, number one, Jay doesn't have to preach afterwards. But <laughs> people who have come to see Jay, if they want to leave, that's <laughs> their, they get that opportunity, right? Like they they got like you got to baby step, people. Like you can't just throw them into the lesbian defense. You know what
1: I mean? Like, Yo, yeah, yeah, right.
2: <laughs> like like I, so, the you know the first hour of the show is the baby pool, and then <laughs> like I go, all right. If you feel comfortable staying, just know that I'm about to get real gay up in here. And honestly, most people stay. A few people have left. And that is yeah. perfectly fine by yeah. me because that's what I communicated to you. I said, hey, you did great. If you want to go because you're going to be uncomfortable, cool. You know, like, you made it here. Good job. Maybe next time we come, you'll stay for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but most people get it by that point. They mm-hmm. understand and they remember that, like, we are all humans. We all coexist together and people have different likes and different tastes. And just because we don't agree with them doesn't mean that they're a bad person. And that's, it's so simple.
0: That's awesome. We should, yeah, have certificates that I survived <laughs> the Bible Belt tour. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> now, was that something up front, Kristen, that you just decided to do? Or is that something that may that you kind of changed along the way? Did, did, did Jay ever have to follow up a... A a fisting joke. uh, I mean I'm pretty dirty
2: (laughs) I'm pretty dirty before we get to the fisting, but I don't think so. I think for the most part, I mean I I didn't know what I was doing the first I mean, none of us, you know, we don't know what we didn't know what we're doing. We're just trying to see what happens and knowing that we were well intended. Right. I mean the
0: music's a little bit sexy too, so
2: yeah, Sarah Rose is super sexy and she sings some dirty songs sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, so you (laughs) know.
0: That's going on? If, if people are listening to the world, they're definitely getting a getting a little bit
1: right. So there's there's no like major shock, I would assume uh, for people who stay through the end of the not,
0: show. Maybe, maybe not major, but a little. <laughs> I mean,
2: I think sometimes. I mean, honestly, some of my jokes are shocking to people who are not into Jesus, <laughs> like you know, outside yeah, of the yeah. humor, right? So, like, I mean, and that's part of it too, is that I'm kind of a dirtier, you know, comic, I guess, and. Jay's There's God.
0: one about a boot liner that, you know. Yeah, I was just about to mention the boot liner joke. <laughs> it, gets, it gets everybody every time.
2: It gets everybody every time. But the reality is, guys, that's just an anatomy joke about <laughs> surgery. So I've heard so many ball jokes. I'm good. I'm fine.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. You know, I think everybody's, I mean, yeah. That's awesome.
2: Just what it is, you know. You'd- it is
0: what it is. Yeah, it makes sense <laughs> about it all. It's pretty good. I mean, that's the great part about it is nobody's holding back. You yeah. know, we're you know, it's it's we're all given our 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 ten cents, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that's what people are getting, and that's that's the fun thing about it is it's you know, we don't we know we're not planning like I'll say this around your jokes and you say this around my. <laughs> Be, you know, I mean, it's like, no, you know, it's like, no, none of, no, we've never had the conversation of asking one another to hold anything back. Mm. And that's, been, you know, pretty awesome.
2: Well, that's, I think is, you know, authenticity is what we are and that's, and, and, and that's part of the vulnerability too, right? Like that's the part of where you and I go on stage and say, we're doing this and look, we can do it. And we didn't know each other and we're friends and we get along And you can do it too. And we didn't know any of these people. And like, you can do it, right? And so that, if we pre-planned it, it wouldn't work because it's that authenticity, I think, that people are craving. And I think it's what people are connecting to as well.
1: So I want to get some specifics about uh, Loosen the Bible Belt. So when are you guys going to start heading out again? Um, And where can people find information about all this? So
2: com. Uh, just got redone and it looks like our next venture out is going to be the end of March and it looks like Alabama. Um, it looks like Huntsville, Birmingham, Mobile, and Montgomery. I think the last weekend of March, I'm working with free to be Alabama on a partnership there. And that's going to be our first, we found a state, we found a little bit of a a queer group that would sponsor and help hype it up. And we're going to go to four different cities in Alabama. And that's, I believe the last weekend of March, we're still confirming, but I know it's the end of March. After that, it's it, anybody who wants us to come there. Um, Lucianbiobelt the and there's yeah. an email, and uh, and we will go. We're at the point now where I think we're both pretty committed to being able to go out at least a weekend a month and uh, make it happen.
0: Yeah, let us let us come to your neighborhood.
2: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we also we've been uh, we've been working on the college market too. Where it's just Jay and I, um, where we kind of talk about basically what we just had with you this conversation of why we're doing it and um and i do some jokes and he does some preaching and so anybody if you know if you work at a university and you think this is something for you um that stuff's on the website too because we have an agent for that and stuff
1: let's see here i was going to ask you about a couple more things here did you do some other stuff Kristen, other than loosen the bible belt you have some other kind of important things i wanted to make sure you have time to mention that as well
2: oh thank you um so and it's honestly like an extension of Loose in the bible belt i have a program called summer of sass and summer of sass is where so i live in provincetown massachusetts we have a pretty uh seasonal workforce we bring in a lot of people um from overseas this year with the election and the visa issues there was a big panic in town about where are we going to find workers and i remembered all of my dear young adults that were living in the deep south and you know young queer kids who just need a little bit of a mental health break and so I started Summer of SAS last summer and basically we bring LGBTQ kids from areas where they feel, you know, unsafe or oppressed or, and they come live in Provincetown and they get a job and they pay rent and they work and live like any other college kid or any other kid who's on summer break. Um, They just get to do it in a queer friendly environment or an environment that just is a lot letting people be who they want to be. And it's just a little bit of a mental health break. So that is, it's all kind of the same mission, right? Like kind of, get the the thing that is making these kids need to move is the oppressive religion right so it all kind of feeds into itself (laughs) um but yeah that's we're gearing up for year two we had three people last year they're all doing really well and um now we're my goal is some fundraising to try to rent a few more houses this summer and get a few more kids up here and and then try to build it from there
1: fantastic all right, and that's all over at your website, com,
2: Or summerofsass.com or com. all those things. Awesome. not jbaker.com. Doc- no, not
0: jaybaker.com. <laughs> <I> got- <laughs> he
2: lost his domain. <laughs> oh, man.
0: <laughs> you can go to revolutionchurch.com if you want to know
1: about my other work. You're in Minneapolis. You guys are, are meeting, uh, Revolution Church meeting at uh, a-, a bowling alley? Yeah, Bright Lake
0: Bowl at 11 a.m. on Sundays
1: awesome and then of course all your uh all your sermons are on people can subscribe to those Yep, on the uh, podcasts or wherever you get your podcast catchers and stuff like that yep all right perfect well kristen and jay thank you so much for for carving out this time and talking with me uh, about all this important work you guys are doing and uh it's it's fantastic so thank you
2: thank you thank you
1: I want to thank all of you for listening to the podcast today. I want to thank Jay and Kristen for talking about Loosen the Bible Belt. You can go to com and find out information there. And if you are someone who is able to bring the tour in, that would be amazing. There's uh, all the contact information on there if that's something that you are thinking about doing. If you want to continue supporting the podcast, I do have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the AXPX. I'm about to be starting up the AXPX Diaries again for 2018. So that is a kind of look into my behind the scenes and personal life in my own faith journey. So I hope that's something that can speak into uh, your lives as well. If you're someone who's struggling, who has doubts, who is kind of on this journey yourself I'm hoping that it's something that people can listen to and not feel so alone. And uh, through that, maybe we can spark up some dialogues about your own journey. Music on this episode is by Slow Dancing Society, Candle Park Stars, and Kovatic. You can check out their music over at the axpx.com slash music and download their albums from their band camps. And please check out all the other shows on the Screaming Pods Network. There are a few more kind of religion, spirituality-based shows on the network. Uh, Please check out The Life After and Azer Uncaged. Again, thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye.